Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. This is a commonly quoted verse that in and of itself is a great encouragement regarding God's faithfulness to fulfill his promises. However, when we step back and look at the full scope and context of the story it is taken out of, its message becomes all the more empowering. You see, to fully grasp this statement, we must back up a chapter to Numbers 22 and read the story of Balaam and Balak. In reading this, we see that the Israelites had been delivered from Egypt. They were traveling through the land as God had commanded. They had faced much opposition from the kings and inhabitants of the lands they were passing through. But with God on their side, they had pressed on victoriously. Yet when they approached the lands of King Balak, he desired to kill them. But yet seeing their great numbers and how God had blessed them and fought for them, he feared defeat by them. So he sent for Balaam. Because Balaam was known for speaking forth effective blessings as well as curses. And King Balak thought that cursing these people would weaken them enough that they might defeat them, gaining much reputation. So Balak sent for Balaam, offering great reward for his services in crushing the Israelites. But God spoke to Balaam and warned him not to hearken unto Balak's request, for there was no iniquity found in this people. Yet Balaam eventually did go to meet Balak, having his foot crushed along the way, receiving harsh rebuke and instruction from an angel of the Lord. And so once he met with Balak, he warned him that he would speak only what the Lord had put in his mouth. King Balak, eager to see this people crushed, built altars and sacrificed upon the hilltops, then set Balaam over the people to speak his curses. Yet much to Balak's surprise, what came out of Balaam's mouth was blessings instead. Balak was furious at this and took Balaam to another location where the same thing happened again. At this point, King Balak threw a fit, wanting God to do his will rather than him submitting to God's will. To which Balaam replies in Numbers chapter 23 verse 19, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said And shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken? And shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he hath blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He has not found any iniquity in Jacob, neither hath he seen perverseness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him, and the shout of the king is among them. This happened again a third time. As Balaam proclaimed to all the victory of those he was called to curse over the very ones calling him to do the cursing. You see, Balak's foolishness lay in the fact that he thought it was possible that he might, through anything in his power, change God's will to suit his own. 
though we may beg God on our behalf or on the behalf of others to allow one more chance for us to align ourselves with his will to that he may have mercy and oblige, as was the case with Moses and the Israelites. We can never ask him to change his will for ours, as was the case with Balak and Balaam, for his will is perfection. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Balak's reward in this story was that he received the curse that he had intended to place on others. The sad part is, is that it was not at all necessary. Had he received these people with hospitality instead of hostility and blessed them, he would have received blessings instead of cursings. After Balak's third attempt to curse God's people, Balaam spoke to this reality when addressing the Israelites about their God And themselves, he said, in Numbers chapter 24, verse 9, He croucheth, he lie down as a lion, and as a great lion, who shall stir him up? Blessed is he that blessed thee, and cursed is he that cursed thee. Had iniquity been found among these people, the outcome might have been very different. But because these people at this time were true, faithful servants of God, Though by no means easy, their journey was blessed, provided for, and protected. Even those that meant them harm, God turned for their good. And no matter how hard the enemy tried to curse what God had promised for them, every curse God turned into blessings in the end on their behalf. God is no respecter of persons, as it says in Acts chapter 10 verse 34. Though he is a respecter of obedience, as we read in John chapter 14, verse 15, and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, as it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. So if we would but be found faithful, obedient, and righteous before him, what he did for these people, he will do again for us. In other words, God will turn your enemy's curses into blessings. After all, the man who stands with God in every situation, will already have God standing with him in every trial. Psalms chapter 105 verse 13. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sake, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Psalms chapter 105 verse 13. In Genesis chapter 50 verse 20, it says, But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray, for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we knoweth that all things work together for the good of them that love God to them that are called according to his purpose. Romans 8 verse 26. 
What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, verse 31. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will see thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. How encouraging are these words, but there's a little more to this story unfortunately because eventually these people that were once so blessed and so protected began to partake of the sins of the culture the debauchery the revelry the perversion the idolatry they began to partake of the worship services and practices which encompassed sacrificing children and when they did these things they lost their protection and their enemy knew this And so in an effort to overtake them, they encouraged them to participate in these sins. And as soon as they did, a plague came and wiped out many of them. Oh Lord, forgive us for compromise when you are so willing to protect us. But the enemy, he knows how these things work. And he tries to get us in agreement with sin and wickedness and out of right standing. So Lord, give us wisdom that we might walk in the assurance of your protection. Expose to us and forgive us of any area that we have come into agreement with sin or wickedness or idolatry. God, we ask mercy on our nation that once was so blessed and so protected because that we were in right standing with our Creator. Lord, open the blinded eyes that they might see this tactic of the enemy. And even if the nation or even the world refuse to repent and get back into right standing, then at least we as individuals have the opportunity to say, God, not me. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. We want to stand before you with clean hands and a pure heart. Forgive us of forsaking the teachings of Jesus that led us out of the house of bondage into a place of blessing and prosperity. Lord, let us as individuals seek daily to be in obedience to the things that you had to say that we might be counted recipients of the blessings, provisions, and protections that you promised us. God, we pray that you would make a way for our nation to be brought to a place of true repentance, not just in word, but in heart and in action that they would break agreement with everything that is displeasing to you in the government, in the pulpit, in the parliament. Lord, we pray it for the world that they be brought back to a place of peace and prosperity. But we know that it begins in the heart of every man. So I pray it most of all in me. Let each of us come humbly before our King and plead to be brought back to that place where we were faithfully and safely following his lead. Because Joel chapter 2 verse 12 says this, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all of your heart, and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. 
for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, able to turn back. Who knoweth if he shall possibly return and repent and leave a blessing behind him? So blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, let the bridegroom go forth out of his chamber and the bride out of her closet, and let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them, wherefore should they say among the people? people where is their god then will the lord be jealous for his land and pity his people yea the lord will answer and say unto his people behold i will send you corn and wine and oil and ye shall be satisfied therewith and i will no more make you a reproach among the heathen o lord you have given us the instruction i pray today for a people that will heed it. Lord, I thank you that you can take what the enemy meant for harm and turn it for good. Lord, I thank you that you have the final word. Lord, I thank you that you've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread, Lord. So today we choose to get in right standing and we stand in faith and assurance that you are God and you are good and you are in control, that you have a plan for us to prosper us and not to harm us, but to use us in the midst of trial and hardship to shine a light in the darkness, God. And I thank you that every curse that the enemy has spoken against the children of the kingdom, you are going to use it for your glory. You are going to turn it around for a blessing. God, I give you praise in this hour for the mighty things that you are doing and the promises that you are releasing. God, we ask that you bring about mighty, miraculous healings. God, we ask for miracle salvations. God, we ask for a nation in repentance. God, we ask for national deliverance. God, we ask for change in the government. God, we ask for a shifting in the spirit spirit that those in the congregation would move out in evangelism would stop waiting for the next move of the spirit to come from the pulpit and that you would cause the body to rise up and take its place to go out into the highways and the byways to lay hands on the sick and see them recover to be your hands and feet to be charity and compassion and humility to be a blessing to those who need to see a demonstration of the life-changing grace of Jesus Christ manifested through every one of us. Oh my God, how mightily have you blessed us. We thank you for it, Lord. It encourages us. And today we ask that you bless others through us, that they might be encouraged also. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.